pray that this word will come into our hearts and, and make us realize, Father, that you have total control of our lives. That even though we feel afraid and even though we feel worried, Father, that you will help us to understand, Lord, that we can give all of our anxieties, all of our worries to you and that you will give us peace, Lord, and that you take care of us, Father, that you mm -hmm. look after the little things because you have given us your kingdom. Father, thank you. And I pray right now that your spirit will speak into every heart and every mind. I pray for everyone that's listening right now, Lord, and, and you know their needs, you know our needs, Lord. So we pray, Father, that you will speak into our hearts today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So um, the, the whole chapter of Luke, in, in Luke 12, God is dealing, uh, Jesus is dealing with us learning to trust God in different ways. And I think this um, chapter is so relevant for us. This passage is so relevant for us in this, in this season. It's, it's really, um, since I think last year, the, the whole world has changed completely. There's so many things that I think God has made us also realize that we need to put, put into perspective. Things that maybe seemed important back then, now you realize what really is important. And, and especially I think as a church, we um, have someone so dear to us, which is Pastor Rod. And we've seen how um, this, this thing that's happened, it's, um, um, I think if the enemy tried to, to damage or to destroy, um, God has used it to bless us because what it's happened to us, it's we've come together. We've become united. We are stronger because now it's, it's praying. We are praying constantly. I was saying we're praying constantly because sometimes, you know, with our kids, we, we pray, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And we always pray for Pastor Ross for his healing. And uh, and then, you know, sometimes sometimes I've gone by the hospital to, to visit my my parents-in-law and as I go through I'm praying for Pastor Rod so uh, I think I'm praying for Pastor Rod and Karen more than I've ever prayed before and I'm sure it's the same thing for all of you and I think when we go through difficult times it kind of makes us I think in this especially in these circumstances it's made us together to to be in spirit together and that is that is a blessing and uh, and even you know as as uh, as um individuals going through this lockdown as well. It's changed a lot of things. Um, I remember, not last summer, but uh, last winter, because <laughs> you know, last summer we weren't able to meet up. But last winter, uh, talking to Maureen, Maureen was saying, you know, in the summer, which should have been last summer, she said, you should come over and uh, we can go through Barbican and we can, you know, I can take you with the kids to show you different places. And I said, yes, Maureen, that would be great. But see, the plan, our plans changed. You know, sometimes the things that we had prepared in advance, the things that we thought we would do, didn't happen. And, and I think that's when we need to rely on God. That's when we need to rely and know God. You, when we understand that God has everything under control, it really does bring peace into our hearts because the circumstances around, around us can be quite hard. The circumstances around us can, can sometimes make us feel anxious about a lot of things because it's really hard not to know 
you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? What am I going to be able to do next week? What am I going to be able to do even next month? Uh, what am I going to be able to do in two months time? And it feels right now as if we don't know what's going to happen because things can change suddenly. But when we have our peace in God, then we know that whatever happens, God is in control. And that brings such a peace to our hearts. As disciples, we need to learn to stand strong and trust God. And if we ever needed to trust God, it's in this time when we don't know what's going to happen ahead of us. But he does. He knows. Um, knowing that our provision also comes from God. Knowing that. And I think, I think we can all see how God in this season, when things have become harder financially, emotionally, how God has brought people together, how God has used people around you to bring your needs to supply every need that you've had. Even th technology, it's been such a blessing because even though maybe, you know, we are at home or maybe we can't visit other people, but through technology, we're able to talk or we're able to message or we're able to have some sort of, it's not the same thing as, you know, having you right there in front and, and maybe hugging you and, and touching you, but it's better than nothing. Is better than you know than not having any contact at all. So we have to be grateful even with the with these things. And um, as I was meditating on this passage about not not fearing, I remember uh, um, um, I remember something that um, Pastor Rod said a while ago um, because the whole passage also talks about you know how wealth. Uh, or how uh, having an income or having, you know, things sometimes can make you greedy. Sometimes kind of, I think in my case, especially, I think I had the, the concept of, of prosperity. I didn't have it clear. But I remember once Pastor Rod said, um, to be prosperous, or, or, uh, he said, if you have a place to live, if you have clothes to wear, if you have food to eat, you are prosperous. And that really changed my view, because in my mind, to be prosperous was to have the best of everything, to have the best house, to have the best clothes, to have the best of everything, you know. And, and obviously that is not reality, because that, that doesn't happen for everyone. <laughs> but when I understood that prosperity, it's to have what you need. And to even, I think he even mentioned, and to have money to be able to bless others, that is to be prosperous. And I think it changed my concept of understanding what is prosperity, what is to be a blessing or, or, or what is to be blessed. And, and here, um, it, there is something interesting that happens. We didn't read, but in, in verse uh, 13 and 14, there is this man uh, that comes uh, um, and says, you know, master, teacher, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said to him, who appointed me a judge or, or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. This man was so interested in, in, in the division of, of the inheritance. He, was, he wanted to have that inheritance. I guess that probably brought him comfort or that probably made him feel that, you know, that's um, what he needs, he, that, that's going to make him feel at peace. And then Jesus begins to say, uh, um, he tells this parable of this man who had so much 
crops that year. He, he had so much crops that his barns were not enough to fill the extra, the leftover that he had. So he um, built new ones, bigger ones, to have all the grains and everything. So much so that he said, okay, I'm going to be merry. I'm going to be content now. I don't need to do anything for the rest of my life because I have everything that I need is already stored up. And then Jesus said, this man was a fool because his soul was going to be taken away that day. So this is, this is, this is connected with the provision that God wants to bring us. We don't need to accumulate and to keep it. You know, we need to be wise, but we don't need to do that. If you just think of yourself, we, we're going to see this in a minute. Um, and this, this man with his storehouses, you know, building the bigger ones, he, he, He's, you can see in verses um, um, uh, so number three. So the first thing, God will bring provision. Do not fear. God will bring provision. And I think this word, sometimes we need to hear it every day because, uh, you know, if you're homeschooling at home with the kids, you know, things have changed now this, this next since um, the end of December. You know, now kids are at home and there's so much more things that you, you know, as a parent you need to do. But even if you don't have kids still being in lockdown in your house, just going out for a walk or, or for exercise or going out just for shops. And sometimes people are even afraid of going out. Because, you know, what if I catch it whilst I went to the shop or whilst I went to for a walk? But don't don't worry, God will bring provision. Um in this in this parable of this. Uh, um, man who had he was accumulating everything for himself he was thinking of just himself he was he wasn't thinking of you know uh, it would be good for the community he was thinking I my storehouse my grain I will feel content he wasn't thinking of the community I think when we begin to think of the community God gives to those who give and and the the, the word of God tells us is blessed are those who is blessed blessed to give than to receive it's always and, and it actually um when we put that into practice it something changes in, in in our heart something changes in our lives when we're able to to give when we have something to give and i think the more we're able to give the the more blessed that we will because god sees that you're able to let go of things and it's not easy to let go but god wants us to to have peace in our heart that he will bring provisions. Jesus tells us that um, in, in verse 20, 24, it says, consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom, storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? But consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God gives them. He gives them what they need. And this is interesting because when we look at the Old Testament, the ravens were considered one of the um, unclean, animals and clean birds they weren't even you know useful for a sacrifice for God yet God Jesus is is bringing a contrast or he's making us realize how even a raven who who was an unclean animal God 
has care of them. And, 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 and I like something that I was reading about that, that um, the raven had a greater advantage because it was God who was looking after him. Now, imagine if God looks after a bird, a, a raven, how much more God is going to look after us, his children. We are his children. We are his little flock. We are his beloved ones. And I think when we understand that, I know sometimes we go through difficult times. I know that sometimes things may seem uncertain, but God will always bring his provision. You know, talking about the raven, we can remember, you know, um, one of the prophets when he, he had no food, the ravens came and gave him food to him. You know, ravens are, are, are interesting bird that God uses in, 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 in his word. To, to show us things. And, and imagine God will bring a raven, not literally a raven, but people who will be used to help you, to bless you. If God looks after the bird, how much more is he going to look after us? Second thing God says to us today, stop worrying, do not fear. In verses 25 and 26, he says, and who of you by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Second thing, stop worrying, do not fear. And I know, and I know to just tell you stop worrying, really, it's not easy. I know when things around us, when situations, when letters, when circumstances around us are happening, the first thing that we do is to worry. How am I going to pay this off? Or how am I going to get money for this? How am I going to, you know, get to the end of the month? Or, you know, or what are we going to do now in this situation? And, and, and the natural thing for a human being is to worry. People sometimes don't sleep properly at night because they are worried, because they are thinking about a situation, because they are worried, how am I going to be able to do this or such a thing? But you know what, um, I think this is when we need God to intervene in our lives. And he knows, God knows us so well that he, knowing because he created, knowing how we are made, and he knew that we will worry about things. And so Jesus makes this declaration, you know, if you can't, imagine if, we, if by worry we could add hours to our life. I think everybody would be worried because so, they can live longer. But Jesus says, you can't do it. You can't add hours to your life. But I remember my husband says something to me when, when I worry. He says to me, is what you're worrying about right now, will it be relevant next year? Will it matter maybe in two years time? Then I think about it. what I'm worrying about right now. Yeah, next year it won't matter. In two years time, it won't matter. And so he says, if it, if it won't matter in a year's time or two years time, then there's nothing for you to worry about. And sometimes I think when we look at a bigger picture, because sometimes we, we just look at that problem or the situation and that's what's making us worry. But if we look at the bigger picture, we, if we can go on a higher place where God wants us to look at things, I think we will understand, okay. And plus there is no point in worrying. It's not like prayer. 
Now, prayer can change things, but worrying doesn't. So it's true. And, and worrying, if anything, worrying makes us anxious. You know, when you worry about something, your heart begins to race and you begin to, you know, breathe more and, and you and you're constantly thinking about that and, and you're not paying attention to the actual things that matter at this moment the people around you you're worrying about other things so i think jesus knowing these weaknesses he gives us this insight and makes us to make us realize okay now you need to calm down you need to take control of the situation because no matter how much you worry you're not going to change the circumstances instead Take all of that anxiety, tell all that worry, turn it into prayer. Ask God to turn it into rest. Ask God to give you peace. And, and it's wonderful that the word of God tells us that God can give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. His peace can bring something supernatural in our hearts where other people should, you know, would see us and say, you know, how can you be so at peace with this thing? It's because God has given us peace. And I think God has, God wants us to have that peace in our hearts so that we can really be those disciples that although we have our ups and downs, we trust that God does not want us to, to worry. We trust that God has everything under control. And if he has everything under control, if he feeds the birds, if he takes care of every living thing without them having to work how much more will he take care of us that we are his children we need to take time to meditate god's words and his promises you know that's that's when we um take time to pray that's when we take time to 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 meditate on the word of god that's what you know we allowed the word of god to come into our heart god in verse 32, God tells us, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. That is a promising, that's a promise for us. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And this is not something that God um, has given you if you behave. It's not something that's going to be given to you if if you're a good person it's just a blessing that you have just because you are his child he has the pleasure to give you he has been pleased to give you the kingdom and um, this to give in in the greek 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 word it's a sense of to be granted to bestow to impart that is what God is, is like, really like a king, bestowing, imparting, um, granting something to us. And what does that mean for us? What does it mean that God has given us the kingdom? It means that we have full inheritance in what belongs to the king. It means that we have full attention as a right of the royal family. We are royal family it means that we have full privilege of reigning alongside the king it means that we have full provision of every need that we have it means that we have full pardon of all of our sins and it means that we have the full love and favor of the king himself what a blessing what a blessing because the kingdom has been bestowed 
to us because we have accepted Jesus in our heart, because we have made Jesus the Lord of our life. We have full pardon of all of our sins against the king and his kingdom. We have the full love and the favor of the king himself. What a blessing when we understand this. The provision, the privilege that we get as his children, as part of the royal priesthood that the word of God calls us, it's, it makes such a difference in our lives. That's what makes us strong. That's what makes us stand firm in the midst of the storm. That's what makes us trust God with all of our heart. The, the third thing, set your treasure in the right place. Verses 32 to 34. Set your heart, your treasure in the right place. Um, the word of God tells us that where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And um, I, ju I just um, read that. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give it to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that you that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail. When no thief comes near and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I think setting our heart in the right place it's so important and, this, and at the same time, so hard. So hard because we are living right now, and I think Pastor Roth has preached this about this before. We're living in, in, a, in a world where possessions are so important, where things are more important than the person, where you are, you know, get the latest telephone, get the latest car, get the latest um, clothes, get the latest computer, everything, you know, this is the best. You know, there's like first class, business class, uh, uh, and then everyone else. You know, they selling you always, you know, and, and that's the mentality that I had, you know, to be a prosperous, it has to be the best, the first. God does not call us to, to compete for earthly possessions. If anything, that causes greed in our hearts. We need to set our heart in the right place. And I think, you know, um, as Jesus' disciples, we need to set our hearts in the right place because Jesus is more interested in our hearts and in our devotion than on our possessions. We are called to be givers, not to hold on to things. And I, and I have to, you know, to, to, to confess, it's so hard to give away things. It's so hard to, to, to let go of material things sometimes. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. I think it's a struggle personally for me. Um, and, but, but, but the times that I've been able to, or that I give something away, or, or that I've been able to, to, to let go of something, it is, it is this feeling inside. It's, it's a joy, a special type of joy inside of you that really, yeah, it, it does make you feel like, okay, I want to give more. I do want to give more. And I'm, I'm talking, you know, sometimes it's not, I'm not talking about money only. It could be possessions. It could be your time. I think one of the, the things that I was, um, that I enjoyed doing when I was in church, especially when I first began coming to City Temple, was to go and, and wash the dishes 
in 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 the kitchen it was something that that for me was very special because um because my my mentality and the way that i had thought before i think it was wrong it was i i want to be served but I was able to learn to serve, and that brought so much joy in my heart. It was some, it is something special when we're able to do it. But I know it's hard, um, and and I think one of the things God also wants us to to learn, and it's it's a constant kind of learning curve that we we're doing, is to be able to give, to give, and I am so blessed. Because in the church, you know, the, everybody likes to give. It, you know, I miss, I do miss um, uh, coming into church and, and seeing um, uh, the Donna, you know, she's at the door, or, or, or the sisters who are always helping, you know, they always want to help, share. It's, it's a blessing. And it, it's something, you know what's amazing? It's something that's come from your heart. It's your desire. You want it to do. You wanted to to give that, and I am so um, glad that um, if anything, you know, I think in this time, um, Pastor Rod and Karen can be proud of something is that the Word of God has been sown to our hearts, and and the Word of God is showing its fruit. You know, it's so nice to see so many of you. Um, getting together okay we're going to do prayer time we're going to do this we're going to do that and that is the the way God wants the body of of God to the body of Christ to work not one person but as a body as a body because we are all special we are all important and um, and I think <clears throat> what can we take from this today we need to remember that God wants to give us his provision. He will give us his provision in, in our needs, in the things that we need. To stop worrying, to stop worrying and not to fear. Now, fear and worry will come. It doesn't mean that it won't come. It will come. But when it comes, you'll be able to, to face up to it and you'll be able to stand strong and to even say no fear. And no worry, I do not accept you more in my life. You've taken too much sleep from my hand, from my life. Not anymore. If anything, I'm going to rest and I'm going to relax and I'm going to trust in God and sleep and sleep because he will speak to me as I sleep, as I rest. He will speak to my life. I, he will encourage me and he will show me that what he's promised, it will come to pass. And then finally, <clears throat> to set our heart in the right place, um, to know what's important, to know what, where is my heart, where's the treasure, what, where is my treasure, where am I putting my heart, is my heart in the right place, is my, am I putting my treasure in the right place, or am I putting my treasure in other things, and <clears throat> you know, I think all of us have a, an, a big bank account in heaven and that big bank account is being filled not just because of the good stuff that you've been able to give but I think one thing that God wants is our devotion our devotion to him how do we bless other people sometimes you know you can give just a smile give just a call give just 
a word of encouragement to someone. Giving is not about something financial. Giving, not just about something financial. Giving is about something of yourself to others. And I think in this time, we need to give more of ourselves to others. People need our encouragement. People need our love. People need to know that we care. Um, I know we do all care, I know. But I think sometimes we, we need to, to share it. We need to talk. We need to, to pass that message along so everybody knows that they are important. And um, let's, let's pray and let's thank God for his word. I hope this word has encouraged you. I hope this word has, um, God has spoken to you. Through, through his word. And, and I think, and I hope that next time you see any type of bird, it doesn't have to be a raven. It could be a robin, uh, any type of bird, even, even, even the um, pigeons. Um, when you see them, remember that God feeds them. And if God feeds them, how much more will he care for you? Shall we pray? Thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for every person who is a member of City Temple, for every person who's right now listening to this word. Thank you, Father, for Pastor Rod and Karen. Father, you know how much we love them and how much we care for them. So, Father, as a church together, we are constantly praying for them and we are constantly declaring that Pastor Rod will wake up and he will come and share with us all of the amazing things that you have spoken to him and how the enemy has tried to um, affect him, but how you help him to, to overcome. Father, thank you. Thank you because right now, um, as, a, as a church, we're standing strong, believing in your promises, Believing, Father, that you have total control of our lives. You have total control of City Temple. You have total control of the leadership. We pray for the elders. We pray for all the leadership in City Temple, Lord. And we commend them to you, Father. Guide them, give them wisdom, encourage them, Father. And thank you that as a church, Father, we've been able to rise up and to stand strong. And Father, the better days are ahead of us. The better days are always ahead of us, Lord, because you always have the best prepared for us, your children, Lord. And I pray right now, Father, for anyone who's worrying, who's got anxiety, who's got depression, Father. I pray right now in the name and authority of Jesus, Father. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will fill them and will take away all worry and anxiety, Father. I pray right now, Father, that whoever is sick still, Father, may you bring total healing into their lives, Father. We trust in you, Lord. We believe, Father, that you have the last word in our lives. Father, we, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father, because absolutely nothing happens in our lives that is not your will, Father. You take care of our lives. You take care of our families. You take care of our children, Lord. We present them to you, Lord. We, Father, we pray right now, none of our children will be affected for lockdown, Lord. They will, if anything, Father, they will help 
really good memories of spending time at home, of, of spending time with us as, as their parents, Father. I pray, Father, for those people who are uh, alone in their home, Father. May you always bring an encouragement through, uh, if, if it's online, or even if someone can um, come and visit through a um, a support Bible, Father. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you because you are raising us as an army in this time. And Father, please, may your word bring the fruit that we need according to our needs, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. May, may God bless you. And um, we'll, we'll see you soon.